0: you are the best
1: what about those barbecues you plan in detail for your family
0: or your daughter's
1: first costume party it was out of this world the same way you plan each
0: detail for those moments start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster sign up for local weather and emergency alerts prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan protecting your family is the best plan
2: you can make My dad was a farmer, and when I saw him on a horse, the guy was bigger than life. One of the things that he had a hard time doing was showing the emotion. Maybe it was because the way he was raised, or believing that men provide and they don't struggle. But we all struggle. I want to show emotion to my kids. I want them to know when I'm happy, I want them to know when I'm sad, and I want them to see me working through things. The biggest reward I get from being a dad is watching my kids accomplish a goal, watching them light up. Nothing brings a bigger smile to my face. So I make my kids a priority, whether it's hitting a baseball, a dance rehearsal, you name it, I'm there. They're gonna remember that they grew up loved. Be brave, be there every day and allow your kids to know that it's okay to struggle, that even dad doesn't know the answer sometimes, but we're gonna figure it out together.
0: If I could go back and change it all, I would. I, would,
3: I think I'm gonna miss you the most. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry.
1: But maybe it's just a little moment. Go back and change it all. I could go back. I would, but I can't. Hello everyone. Welcome to Mind of a Man. I'm your host, Elder James Jones, my co-host Toby. He's under the weather right now. Lift my brother up in prayer but all things being uh wonderful and great in our lives we still here on this planet uh we have a wonderful guest we have still a part two of about men and um their their vulnerability of of being promiscuous i like to say or in other words in a better way cheating do we all do it or Uh, Is it just some men or is it just particular individuals? But Miss T. Marie is going to introduce herself to us so we can kick this shindig off and have a (laughs) great time here and really get to a wonderful discussion that a lot of people have in closed rooms, but we don't have out in the open. And it's very important as being not only male and female, but human beings that we have uh, discussions that affect not only individuals but family uh, people and they can do a lot of damage to people. So no further ado, miss Tim Ree. Welcome to mind of a man. introduce yourself to everyone please.
3: First of all, thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I like how you cleaned that up about me and being promiscuous. You know, you rolled around the whole cheating thing, but you know, whatever. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> but for those who don't know me, my name is T Marie. I am a dating coach uh, and a relationship coach as well. I am the author of the book called No More Boyfriends. Also, that movement is called No More Boyfriends. It teaches you how to date intentionally and um, on purpose. So um, that's my spiel. I've been doing media for years. I've been a media personality. And so um, I'm not new to the camera. I'm not new to the discussions. I'm not new to this controversy. So when I was asked to come, I was like, count me in. Let's have this conversation.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I I enjoy having these kind of conversations because they can be very candid. Uh, Mm -hmm. What they don't stay is you get to peek inside people's personalities and why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, and uh, for some who do do it, they sit there and justify it. Mm-hmm. Um, but let us take us back from the beginning. When when we first see someone that intrigues us, incites us, that says, wow, this individual is beautiful. But as I thought about the subject, I was like, You know, we always get on the men, but we very seldom see the insight of when women flip the script and are doing it, right? And so I wanna know the the real reason because I said to my co-host and to my, my producer right there, I said, I'm gonna disagree with you. I think there's something there. I think they're going out looking for something. And one said, it's the hunt. I said, no. I believe that it's something there, that that they're missing that they're going to look for, right? They can have 90% of everything they have at home and don't want to leave that, but I believe, and I want your perspective, they're out there looking for something that they think they can get from that that other individual.
3: Right. Well, I do believe that men and women cheat for two entirely different reasons. Um, I do believe when it comes to men cheating, it's it's two things. It's either unfulfillment or there's a, a greed or insecurity. Like men do things to feel a way, right? To to for their egos and to build those type of things. And so that that's why if they sleep with a person, it doesn't necessarily count as anything you know what i'm saying they can sleep with them and be gone because it's not filling an emotional void like it is for women so when men are cheating Normally, most of the times I would agree and say something missing, especially if it's in a relationship, right? If it's right. within a marriage, and a marriage has been there a long time, but you also have men who are cheating just because of their own insecurities, and they need that number count, or they need to feel like something, and and being able to get this woman whenever they feel like it uh, feels an insecurity or feels a void that's actually within themselves, and you know. So when they're out doing it, 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 they really feel like it's nothing because they don't think they're hurting anybody. But they don't understand they're actually taking the risk when, and of damaging the person that they're, they're with. They don't understand the repercussions of when they cheat.
1: Okay. So I, I love that. So it leads <laughs> me to my next segue. I want to know why do some women stay and know about the other woman? What I, I think this uh, so, it blows my
3: mind. It, it, it just blows my mind. Again. Uh, so oftentimes that has a lot to do with time and investment, right? If it's a marriage, a woman is a woman who has invested time, uh, resources, money or whatever into that marriage. That's her marriage. And she's not willing to just throw it away because of another woman, right? She has decided to live with with that, you know, with that choice that she's making, because she has invested so much, and she would rather just stay in that situation rather than leave and start over, right? Um, I, I don't, I don't understand it, but I do understand not wanting to give up something that you have invested in so long with. And, and we have to understand marriage is different than being in a boyfriend girlfriend situation. Right. There's a, there's a. Uh, there's a total different commitment there uh there's there's things that we have we the bond is totally different there's a covenant that's there so that right there is a total different bond when you and when you involve marriage in that and to up and leave is not always that woman's first choice she's connected to you uh, mentally, physically, and emotionally, and so just jumping up and being like I'm out is not always the answer for some women. Um, so they're they're willing to stay through it, even through knowing that there is somebody else. Would I do that? Absolutely not. <laughs> but but there's some some voids that again some right. women have, and it's normally a void that allows these allow these women to stay way past the expiration date.
1: Uh, reminds me of having a stone in your shoe while you're walking. Oh, and I don't know how long you're gonna walk like that, but
3: mm-mm. I can't. I can't. Like, as soon as I feel the pebble, I gotta. The, it's gotta go. Like, I, I can't do it. But there's there's a fulfillment that you have to have to be able to walk away from something that you have been committed to for so long. You've invested in it so long. And oftentimes, women are just willing to either give it another chance or they're just like, you know what? Just let them do what they're gonna do i'm a, I'm gonna do this and I'm, I'm just gonna let that be what it's gonna be
1: but but I think it's very sad because um I think about the emotional or the spiritual part, but what really gets me is um the uh the aspect of is there a spiritual part to there you know is this is this particular person uh, because I bring that up because very few people want to tread on that on that particular area and really mm. don't want to open up those can of worms. But you're saying a vow in front of everyone, and then you got the litigated gall to bring up God in the matter. <laughs> right. And and then swear and then swear by it. And then soon as it gets hot in the kitchen you feel as though I'm going to revert back to my old ways before I met you, but you don't think that, sh- that she's not noticing the change. But I, I looked at, I-, I wanted to bring up the woman because uh, we here in the ATL, mm-hmm. we see that a lot of women, they, they, as they say, they can, they can run that game better than the men can <laughs> run the game. Um, and, and I've never seen... At the end of the day, what is the real purpose? Because I said to someone this very important thing. I said, um, when we watch all the movies and we see the player, at the end of the movie, what we always see is this one important thing they want one person. It bulls after all the playing that they done did and hurt people, at the end, they really just want one person. And I said to myself, wow, you if we can look back and look at frames of the damage you have done, it's like taking a semi and running it through a crowd Mm -hmm. of people and just leaving the bodies there and then just say, hey, I'm sorry.
3: Right, and and I just don't think that when, there's no consideration taken when people do what they do, right? Oftentimes it has a lot to do with selfishness. And and let's be clear about a cheater, okay? A cheater didn't didn't just start cheating when he got with you or when she got with you. This is a pattern that this cheater has had since, you know, he's began his (laughs) sexual, you know, activities. And I can promise you before they got married, she was cheated on because these habits did not just come about all of a sudden. We get in this whole thing thinking if we get married, that's going to change things. Marriage doesn't change anything. It just enhances what's already there. And what we have to understand is what's already there, you can't change anyway. Only a person that decides that what their behavior, that they don't like their behavior, that's the only person that's going to change. And most times people like who they are. They like who they are. And you can't change a person who likes who they are. They see right. nothing wrong with what they do. Um, and so no, no matter what hurt it brings, no matter what damage it brings, and no matter the cost, they're willing to stay in who they are just to be filled. And that's a sense of selfishness that they have always had, um, even prior to them getting married
1: or yeah, the relationship. We, right. We still play it played out in a movie called A uh, Best Man. <laughs> and, and it was okay until it really was his best man, right? Uh, but it wasn't his. It wasn't his wife. It wasn't his fiance. It was. It was just he met her and he liked her, and then somebody got to her before he mm-hmm. did, and it just blew his mind that it was his his friend. I, I mm-hmm. see that a lot of people who who go down this emotional trail do they ever really recover, even though they move on.
3: Um, there is a lot of internal damage, and there's a lot of insecurity that comes with having somebody cheat on you. You never feel like you're good enough you never feel like what you what you what, who you were was enough. You start to feel like you know these these things that make you feel like um that you were just played like and and you have to understand feeling like that you weren't enough. That's a real hard, a disheartening way to feel. And it t- you take that into your next relationship too. You It can be that you can get over it, but you have to work at it. And it's unfortunate that someone did that damage to you, but you're the one that has to pull yourself up out of the muck. Uh, my best advice to doing that though, is remembering who you are, who you were, and and who you know God created you to be and you have to continue to say these things to yourself and you have to do therapy and you have to remember that it's not your fault that this guy cheated on you even if there were some missing pieces as the missing parts because we love or men love to come and say well it was your fault because i wasn't getting this and i wasn't getting that and so we have to go back to the conversation one why weren't you getting it two were you not getting it before? Was like, is this who I was prior to we got married? You know, to right. who you got who you married, and did you think I was going to be something different? Right. Or when right. you started to have these, you know, this unfulfillment, did you have that discussion with me? Like, we're not adult enough to solve problems. We're always avoiding conflict. We're always, you know, not wanting to look anybody in the mirror and be like, look, we need to talk. And until right. we become adults, we're not going to be able to resolve this type of conflict because most marriages can be saved, right? If right. we're honest, right? And we do the work. <laughs> well, you said peace there. Yeah, honest, right? <laughs> yeah. If we're honest, but not honest only with our partner, with ourselves, because we louder ourselves a lot. We right. honestly to ourselves a lot to either justify what we're doing or to justify. Why we do it, you know what I'm saying we we to ourselves or we even do it to to hold no accountability or just to you know make it just look like hey, we got it all together and and, and we don't we're not very really honest with ourselves, so if you're not honest with yourself, there's no way you could be honest with your partner so do you think these people
1: and I'm using it as a as a whole, but do you think they really ever knew? Themselves, because when people go into relationships, I'm finding out now that most people do not know who they really are. Absolutely, they say they do, no. but the fruit they producing or the actions they're doing shows something totally different. Yeah. And it makes me wonder. i was like, do you really know yourself? Do you do you really you go in there? You say you like something. But as life moves on, people change, and situations do, too. But who were you when you first got there? Because most of them are not telling the truth because they don't know. I found that a lot of the cheaters, um, they have either daddy issues or mommy issues or both. Uh, Really, um, some of them that get married, they want a woman to be Mm -hmm. in charge. Because
3: they feel neglected, they feel uncovered, you know, and they feel, um, to be honest, vulnerable, and they need somebody or something to come in and feel those vices. And, uh, no, they don't know themselves. And, and when I'm, when I'm taking on a client, when I'm doing a coaching session, um, we don't even talk about another person until we've had a discussion about you. You need to understand why you feel the way you feel? Uh, what type of relationships have you seen? Uh, what was your childhood like? Uh, what were your likes? Why do you why do you want to be in a relationship? Do you right. understand that the relationship is not about you? See, oftentimes I get in talks with people, and it's about what they can get out of the relationship, yeah. not what they can put into the relationship. Right. And I say, hey, this is what I want you to know: the relationship is all about what you can give. Right. And it's the same thing with the other partner. So if you guys keep giving to each other, nobody goes without. If you're trying to take, then and somebody else is, if you're a taker, and the other person's a giver, you're right. going to deplete that person completely, right? So right. you have to be careful who you partner with. Like, is this person a giver? They have to be, or they're not going to be a good
1: partner. So why don't we get this information from the start? <laughs> I, uh, I, Like I tell people, if if I'm teaching, let's say in the church, we do not talk about real relationships we in, the in the body of Christ. Life. We all are Christians, but we don't talk about, uh, yeah, we got married, but he's carrying baggage. And then you forget the scriptures that everybody he done slept with, he's carrying a piece of it. But yet you're hiding because you don't want to really bring that to the surface and say, hey, dude, you was a you was a, a real <laughs> player. and." you left bodies everywhere and it's it is not good. And you yeah. think it's cute because someone shows you some tension and you would like to creep out there, but this is not healthy. Why don't we talk about these issues at the real level? Because my next question to you was going to be about how many of these people are right. Christians? I mean, really, who who profess who <laughs> to be right. Christians who actually go to the church or not or watch it online? How many of these people yeah. really are Christians that are, are really I damaged.
3: think the church does a disturbance when it comes to relationships and and coaching, uh when it comes to marriage counseling. I think I'm not sure how um real they actually get because they want to keep it holy. Uh what they gotta remember is that God is an honest God. There's a way to say to keep it real and holy, right? You understand right. what I'm saying? And there's right. these are real situations. God sees them. You know what I'm saying? So why can't we talk about right. them? And you in order to now there's a way to present anything, you don't, you know, the way to say it, the way to bring it up. But you got to understand that this is real, like, right? And we can't tiptoe around it. And so we really have to have a, a real discussion about our vices and what we've been through. And it, it you really need to have these one on ones with with them individually about let's talk about your life, your background. And, and honestly, and then make those people feel like that they can say whatever. Like they could say they were molested. They could say I was promiscuous. Right. They could say, you know, whatever right. I was abused. Whatever they need to say in order to really deal with the reasons why they do the things that they do. So I think as a church, um, we need to have real conversations in our, our singles ministries and our marriage ministries. Not only that what we're doing it's godly and holy, right? But it's also right. real. You know, it's 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 right. real right there in your face, and we have to have real solutions. And I and I think people think that scripture, which it does, solves all things, but scripture also can apply to real life situations that you need to say out loud. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. I, I, you know, I I always say this: we we fail at discipleship. Yeah. Oh, yeah i don't I don't care what the nomination I don't know you know, like I told them i have taken enough courses and in school you your ten and sixteen weeks is not mm-hmm. cutting it but people actually want you what I'm finding is actually want you to walk out with them oh, their absolutely. particular situations to, for them to say now I'm in courage. I'm bold enough to say. This is right. what it is uh they're they're not receiving that, and so we're losing them by the drolls, and they're being hurt outside because it's the old switching yeah. bait I'm gonna talk Christian so you can like me I'm gonna dress up so you can like me. I make sure I work and look presentable, but meanwhile, I'm gonna damage you emotionally, and then by the time the smoke clear, it's like. I invested time, money, and energy. And like you said, some of them go back and it's like, don't go back. It's like watching yeah. a horror movie. It's like, don't go back, don't go back in there. And they're like, well, you know, he was good. Now they start justifying. He was good here, here. He makes money. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, he wasn't that he wasn't really that bad. It was just a one-time thing. She trapped but him. But even and now even, even
3: the church. If you're in the church can be responsible for the way you think like that because they want you to work they want you to work in all forgiveness right and you as you should but you also have to work in the fact the fact that god is will release you especially from the uh, from um from from cheating for infidelity like that's been said. like it, obviously the damage is so damaging that god said look you hang not anything but this infidelity you can go ahead and bounce you know what i'm saying you know and so we gotta right. think about when we're telling our people to stay together to stop doing it for sa- for, for saving face because oftentimes we're telling people right. to stay so you can save face right and 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 yeah we're doing a disservice to those people because we're continuing to add damage to them in the name of saving faith right. and thinking that we're protecting God or showing, you know, showing God upright when we do that. And that's that's just not so.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I would say this, Miss Marie. Um, there's another there's a part yeah. two to this that people don't rarely talk about, and that's about uh let's slide them babies up in there. Let's slide them babies up in there. Because then we're gonna stay for the babies <laughs> right we're gonna we're gonna stay for the babies so <laughs> we're many gonna, people we' gonna, gonna we're gonna catch it all, but we're gonna stay for the babies and, and that's our reason uh our mindset is really messed up because of the fear that they might grow up in a way that they might have seen that is unhealthy, and so they stay. But you stay
3: for the babies, but you don't correct your behavior for the babies. And y'all so crazy that y'all think that the babies can't tell what's going on. So now you're teaching this baby, if it's a girl, whoever's getting damaged to accept the same behavior, and then you're teaching the son to do the same behavior. So you're not, you're not staying, if you're staying for the babies, you're not helping the babies. What's healthy for the babies is to see Two parents who just maybe it didn't work out, be able to co-parent and treat each other with kindness and grace and love in spite of not being together. So they can realize that no matter what goes on, kindness, love and and patience and grace existed between my mom and dad.
1: Right. So why do we have family members who we try to help or save for a better <laughs> word and tell them that this relationship is unhealthy, but yet they stay there. I, I I don't I don't I don't get it because uh let's let's just say with all your knowledge, Miss Marie, uh you have a family member. He's like, Sweetie, I do this for a living. Why are you doing this? And he's like. I, I don't know i I just love' them. i'm 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 like uh that four letter word is is Ooh. abused yeah, so bad. Lord, I don't even know I, how I, I, wish, I, I wish I
3: had some more because i I can tell you how I feel about that four letter word when it comes to especially the dating part of it, but we can't take for granted why God created sex and the bond that it's it's made to be when we have sex when we're connected in that intimacy God created that so that we can stay connected to our partner, our husband, our spouse. So anything done outside the realm of what it was created for is normally damaging. You know, you're misusing it. Yeah, you can do it, but you're actually misusing it. So people literally don't know why they can't leave, but you have created that bond and you don't even know why. And it's the same reason why teenagers are out of their minds when they're having these you see all these abusive teenage relationships and it's because they're already dealing with who they are as a teenager right their emotions and mental you put sex in the mix and they don't know you know what i'm saying what's going on and so again another tool that's been mishandled out of its natural use will always cause some type of damage and frustration and so okay. here we are trying to figure out why not understanding we have created a, a an unhealthy ungodly covenant uh, actually within the means of sex right and so now here we are not understanding why we can't leave because what God created for to yeah, keep I- us together won't allow us to leave
1: Exactly. I I agree, especially with the uh, when we want to when we want to talk about spiritual and the bond Mm -hmm. that's there. And he and he says it so well in the Bible that, you know, this is not something that you just do on a whim. This is not something that your emotions just say, hey, I want to do this. No, there's some repercussions coming behind. It might feel good for that time, but there's something coming behind it. And if you cannot handle it, it's it's going to be I a month. I don't
3: know why he didn't put the warning label unless I, unless I missed it in the Bible, I'm like, God, you should have put a warning <laughs> label on sex because people do not understand what that connection was meant for. You know, it's just, listen, right. this this can take you out. Like, this ain't, it ain't no joke, you know, just <laughs> say what you want in the wrong place. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's really right. hard that are really bad that we you know i always think about the conversations i had with my mom when it comes came to sex and the reality of and it was it was the conversation was hey ma you know you know my friends are having sex you know what if i have sex my mama's answer was you're not period <laughs> yes. i'm like wait yeah. what? <laughs> that's not what i'm she she's like no you're not having sex like i'm like well you, th- you think yes. I should get on birth control just in case? And she would not let me on birth control. She said because for her that would give me permission right. to actually have sex. Exactly. So I yep. never, I yep. never was, and I, and I was, I was in college before I had my first encounter. So it's just kind of like, it's just kind of like those things that I think need to, especially and now, I have to be explained more. But guess what? The parents not even in, in condition to do these explanations because they have no
1: idea. So. Well, I think they, by now, some of them have an inkling. But this is the thing. I don't want you to know about my sin. Because then I have to, because you're going to start questioning. And the more you start questioning, you'll be like, really, mom? <laughs> well, really, can't get, I can't give you, you all like the details. You got, you got out right, there like I can't that.
3: I can you all them details. <laughs> but what I can tell you is that based on certain experiences myself, right, I can tell you um, why it's just not a good idea. And we have to be able to be open and have exactly. these conversations with our kids. Like we, we have to, especially in a, in a time where the music talks about nothing but sex, when the TV is showing nothing but right. sex, when the environment of all our kids ain't got nothing to do but sex, when everything is sex, 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 sex you really have to talk to your kids about what's out there and honest, you know, honestly about that. And so if, again, right. if we're not, we're going to do a, a disfavor.
1: Yeah, I always say this: uh, if you're not going to teach them, the world, the world will absolutely will. teach them, and, and they're going to teach them very, as we should say, yeah. raw. It's going to be, it's, it's okay. going to be like in your face, and you're going to learn Hard way. The, the rough people way. People don't care. And, we can't yeah, think people and, care
3: about our kids or us the way we do. You know what I'm saying? And and we think right. avoidance is the answer. And we have to start learning how to face things head on, face on. Like, listen, I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk about this, but we, we're going to have to, you know. And it, it could be a right. matter of life and death, just to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, because their friends yeah. are talking about it. They don't watched it on TV. Their friends are talking about it. Um, they're talking about their experience yeah. with it. I, I think the sad part about it is, is that the body of Christ has not gotten out ahead and say, look, we're going to have to really be honest yeah. about some things. You know, the world is teaching them some things that are unhealthy. And this is this is the part about it. God says, <laughs> what are you hiding for? Because you got to come out of them four walls. You, you got coming to. out. Uh like or not, you're yeah. coming out. I need you to do what you're what you're built right. to do and quit acting like you're scared. I need you to be who you said you're gonna be. Don't try to fit in with everyone else because you're not part yeah. of that world. And the only thing you're gonna do is get shamed, hurt, and maimed, and then sent back, and you're like, I should have <laughs> listened. I still, I wishes, and I hate him. I was like, "No, nah, right." Don't hate him. That's you can hate somebody for and being who they are. We
3: we have a tendency to want to blame. Like that person played their part. They did exactly what they were who they were. You knew who you were. Right. Don't put yourself in those positions to where you have to fight that battle. You know, don't do it. You right. see it. You recognize it. Don't do it. Just don't do it.
1: Right. Don't go down that road. So it, it was a hard thing. Uh Miss Marie to, to watch uh family members. Um I, and you know, for young men, our frontal lobes don't develop until we 25. We, we, and by the time we do turn 25, we still ain't up in right. the game. Y'all done y'all done played Barbies and played <laughs> house uh, at five and seven. Y'all got the game down. Pat. Right. We just we just trying to get out of high school making it into college it was like we need a job so so we can make a living my frontal lobe ain't developed enough to really have that kind of relationship that a lot of young ladies want or need and then you get yourself caught up and it's like it's it's like what eddie murphy said okay <laughs> I'm just going to go right. with it now. That's, I
3: don't know any better. And, and, and that, so I didn't heard some and from somebody. The, the unfortunate part of, that's the reason why we had mom and dad. We so should have had a mother and a father to guide us through those things. So man, Only a man can teach a man how to be a man. And only a woman can teach a woman how to be a woman. And when we come to developing things within us, who we are, and we don't have, let's just say we don't have a father. We don't have a father. You at least should need to have a father figure if you have a son if you have a right. daughter but you should have that figure somewhere in your life that can can be the advisory to that person uh as a man to to do and not do you know what i'm saying and same thing as if a right. man is around and his and there's no mother for the kid you should have some a woman that's there to be able to advise and talk to and nurture this child uh The way they need to, the way a woman should, you know what I'm saying. So the, there's there's two sides right. of the coin that every child needs, but then there's a, the identifiable side for a son that he needs a
1: father. Right. Hey, we used to say, "Take him to the mother of the <laughs> church." See, <laughs> get him Lord.
3: right. Oh, see, you get was get scared the right. darn death. <laughs> <I'm telling>
1: you. <laughs> but <laughs> you was going straight Black, to him. Uh, You'd uh, be go- like, "What?" What's going on? Yeah. You be like, you gonna sit here and we gonna pray until that demon come out? Demon did get tired. And we're gonna lay. Yeah, he'll be tired like I'm
3: out. Okay, I'm gonna see y'all. Y'all y'all
1: can have this. Uh-uh. We do. We the <laughs> So, so Miss Marie, what is the most important thing that you if you can name one thing to say to your client? What is the pinnacle that you want your client to know? Himself. It is
3: always themselves. Know who you are, create those standards and boundaries, and don't you know don't deter from them you know there's going to be things that I tell people that you're going that you're willing to maybe accept and those are normally some superficial parts like he may not be as tall or may not be as whatever as handsome small big or whatever those are things that you can adjust right but when it comes to character when it comes to morals when it comes to the way they do things the way they love their family you know those are the telltale signs of a person and when you see those things right recognize them for what they are and then knowing yourself and knowing what you're dating for that's it so if you're dating for intentional purposes there's no need for you to entertain a person who's casually dating who's already told you they don't want to be married who's already told you let's just go with the flow like that is your cue to just be to the left like there's no need to continue to entertain we get caught up in entertaining because we're lonely or we you know, we just want to do something to do, or we're okay with testing the waters. Well, maybe if I just do it for a little bit until the next one comes, then this won't bother. And, but when you know right. yourself and you've decided what it is that you want for yourself, I tell people all the time, it's just like weight loss. When you've decided you want to lose 10 pounds, you set up the standards to, to do what you need to do to lose those 10 pounds. Okay. And if that's what you really want, then you're gonna take, have the discipline, the mindset, and and the and the you know, the adoration for yourself to be like, this is what I want. I'm gonna do the work to do it so that I can
1: get the reward. Well, you know, let's say I'm gonna take me for an example. I'm gonna use me. So you said that, and I'm and I'm just going I'm I'm just gonna go with the flow. Yeah, I believe you might be the one for me, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna come in. I'm just gonna agree with that, right? Because I'm gonna go along to get along, right? right. right? And, and until I I want to see where this road want to take me. I'm not sure, but I'm gonna go down this road with you for right now. If I don't like what I see, I jump ship. So how would they, when you put those boundaries up? Do most of your client understand or know when the when um, the bell go off, like on a GPS, and say you need to bust right this redirect?
3: U-turn? Yeah, like you know, you turn yes. So I tell people because uh, you know some you know they're like, well, what if he says he wants to be married, right? And what if he what if I right, say right. Uh, we're going to take two, two samples here. What if he says he wants to be married? Okay, two things here. All one right. thing you ask him, is he ready to be married? Because if he's ready to be married, right, then he's going to be able to tell you, right. um, I'm ready to be married. I'm set up to be married, okay? And then also, you, okay. okay, if you're ready to be married, when do you, and I'm the one, when do you see yourself getting married? Okay, because what this is what you got to figure out. He's got to figure out if you're the one, right? That's usually for for a man, really. That's about good six, eight months, and men know quickly, right? So if I'm the one, right, right, when do when would you want to get married? And he if he'd be like, you know, within a year, year, two years, all right, great. If you keep rolling down that road, and six, eight months is coming up to a year, you haven't heard this man say that he, you all are even talking marriage-minded at all. That's your, that's your GPS. That is your GPS to be like, yeah, either I'm not the one and women don't understand a man, it doesn't make a man a bad person. If he doesn't want to marry you, you just may not be the one, right? You just may not be the one, but you got to recognize that that means you don't start doing all this marriage wife stuff in the, in the midst of courting. And that's what happens. You get get caught <laughs> oh, up in all this, doing okay. all this wife stuff while you're because you preparing like he's already chosen you. So you want to show right. no. he's if he chooses you, he's choosing you based on your character, how you fit into his life, the way, you know, you guys, whatever y'all's goals are together, if they mesh, right? That's what he's looking at. Right. And it may not be that it works, but you don't need to be ironing, cooking, cleaning, giving him all your resources and all that stuff because he said he <laughs> want to be married. You don't do all that. Don't do all that because he will take it. Right. He will absolutely take it. Yeah, like, he's not going to refuse yep, it. But it doesn't mean he's going to marry you either. That's right. So be smart.
1: Right. Because I heard today some 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 spicy stuff. I like <laughs> to say, and the brother came across like. Look, you invested all that, and he was hurting you. He's going to deplenish you until you're broken. Right. And then one thing a man doesn't want is a yeah. broken woman. So now you're no more good to him. You're damaged. And you know the lesson he said. <laughs> he said it very good. He said, and the man learned a lesson from that, too. He learned he didn't want a broke woman, right? And he also learned uh, that you were a good woman, but it, it wasn't, wasn't for him. him. Uh, it, he yeah, you weren't for him. He was for but, someone else. So what you did was prepared him for his wife. Uh, and when I heard that, I was I was I was shocked in some ways, and I was like. In other ways, I was like, yeah, that is very true. What you just did was prepared him for his future wife.
3: I wish I could stay on. I, I, I really have to go. I wish I could. I, I'll, I'll say this. This is, this is what I will say. I don't know if you prepared him for his wife, but he did use you for to find out what he didn't want. Right? I don't, you know, he used you because the the problem here was he didn't do the work to find out what he wanted before he got into the relationship. So when he got with you, you were a trial and error, right? And so these are questions and conversations that you should have. Well, do you know what you're looking for? Like, do you know what you want? And you know, what, you know, what, and I don't want to say what type of person, But what would marriage what would your partner look like for you you know what i'm saying would you say they're financially stable do you feel like you know whatever those are real conversations because at the end of the day we got to understand marriage is not Mm -hmm. just about love love is the icing right the ingredients right. is the and all that <laughs> other stuff. And we keep right. bringing love to the party and, all, and to the cake, trying to make the cake with no salt, no flour, no batter, no milk or whatever. So we just gonna make a whole icing cake and get a stomach ache, right? Because now we bought all this right. love and ain't no substance there now, we got all this stomach ache. So we have to do the ingredients. We have to, whatever those things are, to make a solid, standing, good looking cake, right? That's when you take love because now, you know, you can trust them. Now, you know, they got your back. Now, you know, they have the character. Now, you know, they have all these other things. And so now you got their frosting, which is the covering because you're covering them because, you know, you can We have to understand love is a covering. And when it's put on things, you will cover stuff that you had no business covering and it will keep you there. Because it keep it covered right so we don't bring love to the party I tell people don't even bring love to the date don't bring we know we know you a loving person we know you got it in your heart but leave, when you go out pack leave it at home put it in the shelf put it in the shelf right and, and you know it, dating becomes a thing a balance of the logic of the logic and the heart you know right. because of your character but don't bring love to the party. Don't bring love to the party, baby. Mm. Leave love at home. Until you find out that this is Living the person. Right. Until you find out that this is the person you can actually trust, that has your back, that you know you can be vulnerable with, that has accountability, then you can bring love to the party.
1: All right. Well, Miss Marie, I know you're on a time <laughs> crunch. You have the last word.
3: Let us I like have. to say
1: I was first of all again thank you for having me
3: um and, and, I'll, and I really appreciate this. Here my word is for everybody is to know yourself first and, and and i feel so deeply about that because when you know yourself then you also know what you're willing to accept and you what you're willing to deal with and what you're willing to put up with what your what you like what you don't like what your love language is these are things you need to discover before you even start getting out there if not you'll be playing this guessing game along the way and you'll be continuing to go through partner after partner after partner, trying to discover who you were when you should have did that prior to starting to get into the dating game.
1: Amen. Well, we appreciate you, Thank Ms. Marie. you. Um I wish I'd have had that advice. Um I'm, I'm Me too. Um uh, <laughs> I, I I wish I'd have had that advice almost uh, 35, <laughs> 40 years ago. Uh, but I'm 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 married Good. and all my children are adults. So I've been married for about 26 years. I feel like more like 30, <laughs> but um, I I I, I love her to pieces. Uh, that's who God gave awesome. me, and I can say that without a that's quibble amazing. of a doubt. Uh, but for those who do not know, I think that's a solid word to know your... That is a I will tell you, Miss Marie. That is yeah. a task. Uh, because if you don't know where to start and how to start to know who you really are. You're going through yeah. emotions and uh, trying to do life blind. Yeah. Um, so uh, God created a masterpiece in all of us. It is up to us to find that that masterpiece that he has for us, our gifts, our talents and our passion, but really the purpose of why okay. you're here. Let us bless one another. Let us go and, and enjoy life because most of us don't. Yeah. Uh, We don't understand how the other half of the world lives. I've been to some of those countries. Uh, It's definitely not like the Western culture here in America. Uh, We are blessed beyond Mm -hmm. belief, um, financially, spiritually, and everything in between. So never take life for granted. Um, Hug somebody, kiss somebody, uh, call up someone that you haven't seen in a while. We thank you. We, uh, We praise God for you.
0: I'm Jenny Garth, and as a mother of three, I know kids worry about a lot of things. Getting enough food to eat shouldn't be one of them. But here in America, that is a real worry for one in five children. Even though we are one of the most food-rich countries in the world, 15 million children don't know where their next meal is coming from. This is unacceptable, and something the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks is working to solve. Instead of accepting that our country lets billions of pounds of surplus food go to waste every year, Feeding America has made it their mission to help families in need by rescuing this food. Through food pantries and meal programs, the nationwide network of food banks provides more than three billion meals, serving virtually every community in the United States, including yours. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank by visiting feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger together we're feeding America.
1: There was an old woman who lived in a shoe.
3: She had so many children. She didn't know what to do. Did you
0: have a good day at school. She gave them some broth.
1: Without any bread. There you go.
3: And kissed them all soundly. Bye night. Good night. And put them to bed. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org.